And that's one of the things about religion that we have to remember when we're talking about that makes it such a, a hot topic issue is because we're talking about law. Who gets to be God? Who gets to be God's deputies? Who is the most high? Who is the divine authority? It's all about the claim to the most high. The only way that somebody can be higher than us is if we give away our power. Because there's nobody, we're all equal. But we're not equal in our knowledge, so ultimately, I think it does have to be a hierarchy, but it has to be a cooperative hierarchy, like a bee colony. We have to, it's about what our value system is, what we care about. Hello, Hive Mind. Today is August 13th, 2020. I am your host, Nate Cap, joined by co host Brandon Martin. Welcome to the 16th Cubbyhole Podcast, where important topics are unveiled discussed, and tested. Our website is cubbyhole.com. That's C-U-B-B-Y-W-H-O-L-E.com. Thanks for being on today, Brandon. Very welcome, Nate. Glad to have you back on, man. Um, On our last show, I asked Brandon some general questions people ask about natural law, which he broke down very well. So, I highly recommend going back and listening to that episode, um, episode 15. On this show, hopefully, if we can get to these topics, we will be getting deeper into the worldview schisms, the polarized divide of the left and right brain, the expressions of natural law, the occult, the true divide, mind control, and what truly holds us back in consciousness. But before we do that, there was the last question that I asked on the other show, which is, why is natural law not widely known? So you can go ahead and uh, answer that, Brandon. Um, This is a big question, you know. It's it's a very deep and heady question um, because logically we should conclude that our species should know natural law like what i was saying in the last episode but unfortunately it seems which all the evidence points to this fact and to this truth that this science of this knowledge this body of knowledge has been intentionally hidden from us by people that are in power to further their agenda so this this information has been occulted uh, and what I mean by occulted is it's been hidden. So I'm not sure if we actually gave the etymological definition of what the occult is, but I can give that here now. The word occult is derived from the Latin adjective occultus, which means hidden from sight, which is where we get our word like oculus from, you know, ocular. And this also comes from oclatare, to hide, to conceal, to keep secret. Both are in term derived from the Latin noun oculus, which means eye. So, obviously what we're talking about here is hidden knowledge. Something that's hidden from our view, from our perception, you know. And I find it kind of uh, synchromistic, if you want to look at it that way, that 
you know, it has to do with the eye, and it could be related to the third eye also, not being able to see the spiritual laws, you know, so our third eye must be open to intuit the laws of nature. And that's something I wanted to point out on the last show, too, was was that you have to have an intellectual ability and an intuitive ability to look at the laws of nature. You can't just look at it from the intellectual point of view, though that's one way you can. You're still missing out on the holistic picture of it because a lot of it has to be intuited. And a lot of people won't look at that as a form of science, but intuition is a form of science if you understand it correctly. It, it is the... It is an initiation of getting to that left brain science, you know, of going on that path to, to find those answers and to come to an accurate understanding through testing and observing and repeating, etc. So the occult knowledge that we're talking about here that has been hidden is natural law and it's held by few, you know, and the masses. Well, I should say the ignorant masses of humanity are in the lack thereof of this knowledge. And so it has been intentionally withheld from us to create a power differential between those who hold that knowledge and those who do not. The dark occultists don't want us to understand natural law because they want us to act in immoral ways to promote their slave system. They want us to continue to not understand the difference between right and wrong, to be morally relativistic so that we are easily controlled. Because when we understand ourselves, when we, un when we understand the occult, when we understand natural law, we take our power back. We take we take the authority back that we've been giving over to them, you know, um, which is only vested in the individual. You only have the authority to rule yourself. And really, the only authority in the universe is the truth, ultimately. But right. um, if we own ourselves, I'm just saying you have the authority over your own body and what you do it. And responsibility would be a better word for that. You, It is your responsibility. It's your property. It's, you know, you own yourself. And they don't want you to understand your sovereignty, you know, because if you do, then you're not going to be a slave and you're not going to play their games anymore. You right. know, you're not you're uh, not even not going to play their games. You might still play the game of chess that's being played, but you're going to know how to play it astutely. You're going to know how to win the game, you know, and you're no, you're going to know how to win it and very short moves like very quickly because this knowledge is the most crucial it is the most critical for the evolution of our species to understand if we don't understand this then we cannot evolve i, I pointed this out the other day that whenever you're looking at the origins of the species you don't look for the technological advancements for the evolution you look for the moral advancements because that that is what really evolves the species is whether they're living in harmony with the laws of nature or not and this is proven this is absolutely proven through the records that we find you know this is proven through all the tribes that we you know the totemic tribes and their advancements and it's uh, proven through the egyptian sciences and uh, before the degradation and the wars that broke out in the priest class <clears throat> you know this is the knowledge that must be spread vastly across the mass majority of humanity for our species to evolve. We cannot evolve without understanding the occult and without understanding natural law. A hundred percent. Yeah, man. Very well said. Uh, I really like the way you broke that down. And, you know, to better understand the occult, we're going to, you know, uh, expand deeper into the polarized dialectics 
aka worldview prisons or schisms you know the that which keeps us in one form of imbalance or the other or or both so brandon is uh going to help us understand the left brain randomness worldview prison and then you know the hallmarks of what it means to be in a right brain prison or or a, you know a right brain prison of determinism because you know that's what it really comes down to is either the left brain belief that everything in the universe is a grand accident and random so basically everything is mechanized only or the right brain imbalance belief that life is determined and we are all victims aka you know no free will choice to make any real change so if you want brandon go ahead and uh let us know a little bit about the uh, polarized dialectics the worldview schism absolutely and i mean you kind of you hit it right off the bat very simply you know um randomness is randomness is that left brain association to how the universe is created you know the universe is a grand accident is what they say like you stated and if you just give me this one thing this one point of creation then every i can give you everything else from that point you know this is what the left brain scientists you know scientism groups uh try to say and scientists say you know there is no creator therefore there is no underlying intelligence in nature it's all mechanized you know there is no meaning there is no purpose for creation there is no creator it's just a creation and <clears throat> there is no such thing because of this there's no such thing as spirituality moral morality or natural law you know there's no such a thing as any of these right existence has no purpose other than to continue to exist which is the idea that survival is the pinnacle of existence you know that materialistic survival is the pinnacle of existence and specifically darwin ideas of genetic you know propagation is the main purpose for genes to repopulate that's that's what scientists think and darwinists think that you know the only thing that needs to happen is more complex genes and and better genes because genes govern everything about humanity which we've went into and kind of debunked in our episode about um darwinism and social darwinism and showed the component of epigenetics to to counteract that but you know all of this is hallmarks of scientism atheism and really totalitarianism you know this left brain thinking and then you have the 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 uh, the opposite side you know because these are all dichotomies it's either one or the other right if you're not in this think then you must be in this think over here just like the political parties if you don't support this party then you must support this party which is a logical fallacy it's it's not true it's not based in truth but the right brain associations is that the right brain is correlated to determinism which is a religious thought you know that god controls every event in creation all all occurrences are preordained and nothing can happen unless it's in harmony with god's will free will is an illusion it does not exist since god controls everything change is impossible there's no point in free will there's no point in you doing anything because god controls everything everything that's going to happen even you not doing something is part of god's plan action is utterly meaningless in that 
you know, regards. And uh, these are all hallmarks of religious extremism and slave think. So you have master think on the left and you got slave think on the right. And this is the false dichotomy. This is the worldview schism. All of our control mechanisms that we're seeing play out come from one of these ideologies or the other. And they play off of each other to create a, a state of perfected slavery in the mind, you know, so that we create a state of slavery in the physical. So what do these both of these components leave out? Well, they both leave out free will. That's really what they leave out. You know, randomness, the randomness uh, component, everything is a grand accident. There is no creator. There is no such thing as spirituality, uh, morals or natural law, anything like this. You know, <clears throat> everything is just random. Um, so there is no free will. You know, there is no choice in this. And the other one is determinism, which everything is predetermined by God. And obviously there's no free will because of this. And all your actions are, are meaningless because they're all God's actions pretty much. So you have no individuality and you have no real meaning besides to um, to continue to just exist. They both They both meet in the extremes. So you can see the similarities between the two and how they play off of each other, because at the extremes of these ideologies, they ultimately meet, you know, they, they're seemingly separate, but they ultimately meet to make this grand control matrix that is, you know, is binding our mind, because really they're both religious ideologies. And I know that you wanted to break down the word religion, so maybe that's a good time to break down the word religion is right now. Well, we're, well, we're, we're actually... We can do that. We can do that later. That's fine. We're going to save that for a little bit just because I, you know, wanted to make sure that I uh, set it in the, the order. But yeah, definitely these are religions in these prisons, these schisms. They are, they, they turn into religions. And, you know, like I said, we're going to get into that here in a little bit. But, you know, something I wanted to say is, you know, when you understand how the the workings of natural law are when you understand how uh, we are all bound to that law well it's like gravity we are always bound to it so therefore natural law is a immutable condition that holds everything in place because natural law binds us we continue on the path regardless this is why people say you know especially like you know uh these religionists in the right brain they they say that you know everything is preordained and that we are you know everything is determined and we are basically we don't have to do anything to uh change anything as long as you believe in god and you you know uh, believe in jesus or whatever it's about understanding that there's a half truth there but what's false about that is that uh that that makes you a victim and that makes that makes it to where you can't actually choose uh right from wrong you just live out your life and um you know you get to have this experience and really that's just another form of solipsism because you have to understand that you do have the randomness component to choose right action over uh, wrong action. You have the you have the free will choice to choose something or to not choose something. You're on a set path that you can fall off of essentially. 
And you can, you know, if you stay on the path, that's you're you're living in accord to natural law. But if you fall off the path, that's, you know, that's your choice. That's your free will choice to fall off the path and do something that um, is, you know, wrong, that takes you away from the goal. So go ahead, Brandon. I know you were going to say something. Well, absolutely. I, I feel that what you said was, you know, hitting, well, amplifying what I was trying to make clear a moment ago. And this is something I forgot to say, which is, you know, determinism, that's natural law. Natural law is deterministic. So, yeah, both of these components are a part of reality itself randomism and then determinism they both are a component to reality randomness is the, the randomness idea or the randomism idea is free will you know that's the free will component and the deterministic component is the natural law governing dynamics the boundary conditions which we're all you know bound by I, I don't know how else to say it besides that we're all bound by these conditions that's why it's deterministic you know it's de determined and we also have to understand that that word implies something that has determined that which implies a creator you know so for you to believe in natural law for you to believe in karma you have to at some level pre-assume that there is a creative force and underlying intelligence to nature you know and that's what left brain scientists don't want to to admit yet you get all these scientists that study quantum mechanics and then eventually they come out and they're like oh yeah there's nothing but an intelligent force working underneath of nature you know if i go far enough into science i realize that there is a god is a quote from one quantum physicist i can't remember who said that but you know you have these it's another dialectical manipulation you have darwinism and creationism you know you have matter is supreme and then you have spirit is supreme you know you have and on that idea of darwinism and matter is supreme you have spirit is non-existent or insignificant you know it doesn't matter there's no point to that when it comes to matter right there is no underlying intelligence or consciousness in nature you know that consciousness is not a part of how the fabric of nature is created consciousness itself is an is an effect from matter itself like the brain creates consciousness itself which we know to not be true uh, one way that we know that is also through epigenetics but there's many other sciences that do show that and and it's just like what you said earlier you know nature is a dead mechanized clockwork machine with no purpose there is no meaning to nature right there is nothing to this this is all that left brain think genes control human beings like a computer co code controls programs you know and uh, we're completely uh, bound by these genes and we can't we're victims to these genes so just like what you were talking about with the victim idea about being victim to god well the the dichotomy to that the opposite side of that is being victim to genes you know that we're all victims here in reality and uh, so you got the opposite side, which is creationism, which is spirits is supreme. Matter is inferior and should be looked down upon. Cre the creator is separate from the creation. Um, that the creator does not evolve or does not learn and grow or that it is in some separate 
area or realm or space from creation that's it's not part of it and then you have uh, nature is something that is separate from us that we should not be seen as nature ourselves or uh, as a part of nature ourselves um this is all religious thing you know god controls every event within creation so no change can ever be created unless god wills it to be so which is absolutely ridiculous you know we know that we have free will but we also know that there are laws that we can either live in harmony with or not live in harmony with so we're trying to strike a balance between the two that's the key here that's the key of our entire message i feel uh, for all of the work that we're going to be putting out as the main grassroots solution which is striking a balance between these ideologies and finding the objective truth and the moral compass the moral north that we need to go you know exactly. finding our true north with these things and and really you know, applying ourselves with that understanding of that knowledge. So we need to get rid of these two entrenched paradigms that are completely stagnating human consciousness and get into the middle and take what is truthful out of both of them, you know, right. um, which is matter and spirit are together. We are spiritual beings experiencing something in the physical form, you know, that, that we have a say-so in. We have a say-so in what is taking place in our condition. We get to say that we can change the condition that we are experiencing based off what we're doing in, in our reality and what we're putting into ourselves and what we're putting out of ourselves because of the quality of that, you know? Exactly. So if it's good stuff, then we get good stuff. If it's bad stuff, we get bad stuff. But we have to have the idea that spirit and matter are equal to each other. Right. So spirit in the flesh, right? Boots on the ground, head of the cosmos, the, the stellar man. man, man's mind in, in the cosmic planes and but simultaneously being boots firmly placed in the earth where the work has to be done very you know? well stated very well stated that's exactly what has to be understood so you know making sure you understand randomness and determinism is where you'll find the middle ground and it's uh, a very uh, nice little sweet spot of of very very powerful uh, knowledge that will will definitely empower you and help you under see because you can't understand the one the truth the natural law and free will together without the two which is randomness and determinism so it's it's that's why you have to know both sides that's why you have to study both sides and really see how they work together so how do we come to know and understand how natural law works or operates in our lives? Well, there's five basic expressions, which are the generative force, the initiative expression, internal expression, and the uh, um, external expression, and the fifth, which is the manifested result. And that's, a, that's the other expression. So each of these five expressions come with a positive and negative aspect. So that, that totals 10 expressions altogether. So five positive and five negative. Brandon is going to lay out each of these five expressions and describe how each one generates a positive and or negative expression uh, manifested. Right. 
the it starts with the inner and then manifests it into the outer so yeah i mean these are known as natural law expressions and pretty much we have we have two that we start out with a positive and negative expression a generative polarity is what we could call it you know what we use to create with what are we starting out with what's our what's our starting material here for this alchemical process that we're going through so we have our positive expression which we could call love or consciousness and what i mean by love and what others have stated very wellly is that we're talking about um, agape or agape which is the highest form of love. So the Greeks said, you know, they had different sets of love that you could break down because, you know, love is so ambiguous. To use one word to explain such a complex thing is, is very, um, very limiting. So they would break it down. One set of, of labels they had for it was uh, in seven, and then they had another one in three. And we'll just use the three for this show. But the Greeks had three different words for love they had a set of three and you had eros or eros and this was uh you know also one of their gods in their mythological you know um systems uh which was the god of love um this is about passionate love like physical desire this is this is about um, mate's love you know this is about your your love with your girlfriend or your significant other or your wife or something like this you know then you have philos which is a familiar love which is a the love of the mind which is like i love my my skateboard i love my ability to skateboard i love these these other things that are more like um it's it's more like a mental abstraction in a way when you get into philos and then you have agape which is universal love um which is the the expansion of consciousness you know this is what moves evolution forward this is what moves our species forward into more complex forms and into a higher state or we could just call it ascension you know you you could use that word there simultaneously or synonymously i mean so love in this factor is um, what I mean here is that what we're starting out with in the natural law expressions, um, this kind of love is agape, meaning it's universal love. It's something that expands and makes life more complex, but in doing so, it makes it more moral and more orderly, and it helps to benefit the whole it creates a homeostasis within the all so it's about moving everything forward it's about forward momentum and growth you know right and the opposite to that the negative expression to that what we could choose to start out with is fear which we could correlate to unconsciousness the lack of consciousness or we could even say the lack of universal love so fear is the opposite of that expansive force it's a contracting force it, it prevents us from actually doing what we say we want to do. It prevents us from creating the uh, systems that we want. It, it's a force that holds us back, that restricts us, that um, um, makes us resistant towards an orderly outcome. Because, you know, when we're living in fear, we tend to become very addicted to living in that. Honestly, a lot of people find a huge addiction to that. 
and they just constantly perpetuate that and it resists you know actually bringing in change it puts us in um, a victim mentality it puts us in a state of unconsciousness and it puts us in a place that we are not growing we are decaying we are breaking down we're not moving forward anymore you know we are becoming stagnant and we're becoming um, um, less functioning you know we have no function with that the function is completely uh, just gone there, there is no function but from this, if we move linearly down, like let's imagine this, because I know we don't have slides right now. Slides will be up eventually. Um, we definitely will be putting some slides up eventually. But if you just imagine having two columns here and you have love on the left column and you have fear at, at, on the right column at the top of it, and then you're moving linearly down, you know, these, these columns. Well, the next phase to this is the initiating expression, how it starts, you know. So underneath love, you would have knowledge. You would have the presence of knowledge within that being, which is also the acceptance of truth. And vice versa to that, what would be an emergent property after fear would be the refusal of truth or ignorance. You are ignoring that which is true. You are ignoring the conditions of reality. You are ignoring natural law conditions. And you can't cross over with any of these. Um, you can't go from, you know, uh, you can't be in knowledge and simultaneously be uh, in ignorance of that thing that you are knowledgeable of. You know, these two don't cross over at all. None of these will cross over. You start with this and you end up at the end with manifestation with that no matter what. So the next expression underneath the column of love would be the internal expression. What happens within inside of us? So we have knowledge, the acceptance of truth. What happens next? Well, we gain sovereignty. We gain the understanding of our own self-ownership, which could be called internal monarchy. This is what's happening inside of us. So when I say monarchy, I mean one ruler. You know, mon meaning one and archi meaning ruler or archon. And uh, so this means that you are ruling yourself. You're not ruling anybody else. You're only ruling yourself. Contrary to that, on the opposite side to that, uh, you would have confusion that would come out of ignorance. So this would be... Uh, stated as internal anarchy <clears throat> and we've never broke down the word anarchy uh, on this series but the word anarchy simply means the absence of rulers no masters no rulers you know it doesn't mean without rules it just means no masters no rulers so internal anarchy would be the absence of somebody ruling themselves it means that nobody is home to rule the house nobody is there to control the body which means that you're easily controlled honestly it puts you in a position where you can be manipulated very easily because you're confused and we all know this people who are confused can be led astray very quickly and very easily so the next expression underneath uh, of sovereignty if we're you know going down this list uh, this column we would have the external expression uh, so we started with love we got knowledge then we had sovereignty and what happens in society from this what what happens afterwards from this well then we have freedom which we could term external anarchy um, which would be the the absence of people believing that they have a claim of ownership over other people and the product of their labor. Pretty much the absence of slavery. Without euphemizing it, it's the absence of slavery. That's what it means. And in contrary to that, you would have, um, you could say control or you could just say slavery. So underneath confusion, if you're going down that column, you would have slavery or control, which is external monarchy. Someone who's externally trying to control somebody else 
you know, or something else uh, that they do not have a right to control. And uh, and because of this, you have a state of slavery. And then you have the manifestation, the, the result we get as a whole, you know, as the whole of the species. So on the left column, with love being the starting point, the, the ending point would be order. And what I mean by order here is manifested good, a good result, a functioning result. So when I say order, we're talking about function. The optimal function of our species is to be in a manifested good condition you know that's where we're going to work optimally and uh, so you can just think about like a simple machine right like a soda pop machine if it's out of order then it's not functioning so if you place an order to that machine that is out of order if you place a you put your coin in it and you want to get a soda from it you're not going to get what you asked for when you put it into that machine because it's broken it's out of order it's in chaos you know and that would be the negative attribute that would come about from living through the aspects of fear. It would be a manifested bad result, you know, and and it could be even correlated to manifested evil also, you know, because evil is a free will choice that we choose to do. It's not inherent in nature. It only comes from beings with the capacity to choose to do a moral action or or an immoral action but if that soda pop machine was working then you would have manifested good you would get the soda that you ordered for not that i think you should be drinking soda you should definitely be drinking juice or something like that instead but um this is just an example obviously so yeah let's make it a juice machine instead so you're getting something good from that you're getting organic good nutritious vitamins and enzymes and everything that you need because you started out with love right and uh and let's just say that machine is the universe well is the is the universe working well yeah it's working it's functioning so it's in order that's why natural law functions the way it does it's not out of order it's not broken it's going to work that way but unlike the universe human beings have free will you know, we have free will, so we get to choose whether we are functioning or non-functioning. So we get to choose what column that we go down. Do we start with love and end up in a good condition, end up in freedom, have sovereignty, have knowledge, acceptance of truth? Or do we start with fear and live in unconsciousness, the refusal of truth, being completely blatantly ignorant and confused and the absence of controlling ourselves and seek to control other people and then create a condition of chaos in our society because we don't understand what we're doing and we're acting out of fear. Wow, man. Very well said. And I really like the way you organized everything, you know, for the audience to visualize the, the columns and to understand. So basically, it's about, you know, starting off in love with agape to want to know to seek the truth for for knowledge and you know through knowledge understanding your sovereignty which is about you know external anarchy which is freedom to create good order you know to or to create order period because the opposite of order would be chaos so then the opposite of love and everything i just said would be you know, uh, if you're starting off in fear, well, that's because, you know, we, I like this one because, you know, most people will agree that uh, we fear what we don't know. And what, why, why don't we know? Well, most of the time it has to do with, I would say, you know, before 30 years ago, it had to do with nescience because, you know, the information wasn't there, but now it's just willful ignorance 
you know, refusing the truth. And then that leads to confusion, you know, not knowing, you know, what your rights are because you didn't seek the knowledge and you didn't understand, you don't understand your sovereignty. You don't understand, you know, uh, what, what true freedom actually means, which is, you know, without external monarchy, without, you know, the control of rulers, which always leads to chaos or evil all through history. It's, it's always been that way. So very well said, Brandon. Uh, I think you did excellent on that. Um, but before we go any further, I want to stress the importance and understanding of the breakdown of words and their definition. Um, we're we're going we're gonna to cover uh, the word religion and the word government. So we have to know how to find the original meanings of words to get as close to it as we can, where the word is derived, derived from to give us a, a better understanding of what else words might actually be saying. And for those who don't know, this is called etymology or derivation. Something very, 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 very important that you, every, all people should, uh, should know is how to research words. So this means the study, so etymology and derivation means the study of the origin of words and where they derive from and how they evolved or changed in our history. And when it comes to definitions, most dictionaries give modern meanings of words, including the old definitions. Plus, there's a lot of words that aren't used any longer. So, in my opinion, one dictionary source is definitely not enough. Um, you're going to have to use multiple dictionaries. Uh, I, I, I definitely recommend physical dictionaries, just because, like old physical dictionaries uh, and new ones, and also the ones that you can uh, find on the internet, just so you have like a better, well-rounded idea of where words come from. So, you know, much of the English language has Latin and Greek origins, and many words we use in our vocabulary are simply compounds formed from three types of elements, also known as roots or stems, which is very, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, metaphorical too. And these three elements are bases, prefixes, and suffixes. These are what we use to configure many different forms of words. So some of the words we break down today are very, very controversial. And I highly recommend listening to the definitions in correspondence to the breakdown of the words so there's a clear picture of why the words actually mean what truly needs to be understood. Okay? It's what... the Breaking down these words is what needs to be understood. It's not. It's not about like... You know, I know everything and this is exactly uh, what this word means just because, you know, someone else said it. It's about understanding why these, uh, like how words are broke down into compounds, but then understanding that what is the word actually, uh, what does it represent and what's actually taking place in our life from that word that is, that, that makes the word mean what it means. So... On podcast 
11, we covered some really important information about the religious dogma of scientism, social Darwinism, which is, you know, the law of the jungle, and solipsism. But what is it that truly makes something, you know, religious or a religion? You know, what's a requirement for religion to work? It's belief or faith, right? So, do you think the overarching meaning of religion has anything to do with or solely to do with re-reading? <laughs> well, if you don't know, that's what it's defined as etymolo etymologically. So, obviously, there's nothing wrong with re-reading anything. I want to make that very clear. There's nothing wrong with rereading anything. So, but there's definitely, there is absolutely something wrong with religion itself, especially institutionalized, organized religion, which I'd hope most people would agree with by now. So, you know, that, that's what has to be understood is like, re, do you really think rereading uh, as the etymology of religion or, or uh, you know, what I'm going to get into is where the word comes from, which is religare. Do you really think that it means to reread? You know, that, that, that doesn't make any, that wouldn't make any sense. Like, oh yeah, um, my religion is, or I'm sorry, uh, I have a, uh, you know, I'm part of a Christian reread. It's like, no, that's, <laughs> that, that, that wouldn't make any sense. So, and I think most people would agree with that. But when breaking down the word religion, it comes from the Latin word relegare, meaning to tie back, to hold back, to bind fast, to thwart forward progress. And relegare is broken down into two compounds. The prefix re means back. And then the connective vowel League, L-I-G, meaning to bind, and that's, that's part of the word ligare, okay, which means tie. So it's about binding or tying back. Essentially, it means when it comes to false religion, it's about what keeps the self held back from raising in consciousness. That's, that's what faith and belief do in false religion. It's about keeping the self comfortable and never progressing any further. And, you know, that causes uh, stagnation in our evolution because it's, it's about, you know, unchallenged beliefs based in dogma. Also, it's important to understand there is one true binding to or tying back to and that is truth itself. So, you know, the, the one true religion is truth. And that's the positive aspect of the word religion. So basically, we have to stop making religion the truth and start making truth our religion. Did you want to add anything, Brandon? Uh, it's just very well, what, what you said is very well stated, you know, there's a there's a lot to religion. I feel like we shouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater, first of all, right? 
but we also cannot fall into the binding aspects and the negative connotations to it. So there's a positive connotation, which is binding back to truth, you know, um, uh, which is what you're talking about. And I feel that is where everybody kind of uh, misses the entire point of that. But what we are facing is false religious dogma, you know, in, in our world. That's what we're facing currently is the dogmas that have been brought down to us that have become institutionalized religious belief systems that thwart us from forward momentum and forward progress. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any sense why the etymology would be reread. You know, let's, you know, reread this over and over and over. I mean, I could see it. Uh, as a form of mind control or a form of obfuscation of the word itself. Right. Something that I thought about a while back, and I'm not sure if it's etymologically connected or not, but um, I know the uh, Latin word leg or uh, leg means law also. Mm. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So back to law could also be a a connection to religion, like us getting back to natural law, if we look at it positively, right? Right. But, you know, I I just think that's kind of interesting um, that we do have that, you know, because leg comes from lex in Latin, and lex means law. Um, So I just find it really important to hammer on the fact that you know, we, we are fighting religion. We're fighting false religions, but don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. There's a lot of knowledge there that we do need to understand that really helps us understand our origins right. and things like that. But we need to really filter through it and we need to stop literizing a lot of the the um, the text to that degree and understand most of them are allegorical rather than historical right. and uh, really try to get to the moral principles and the moral points of what religions is supposed to be trying to teach us, but they're not teaching us, you know? So religions are absolutely a form of mind control, you know? Um, That's what they are and that's what they have been, you know, since the beginning of them. You know, and and people have a really (laughs) tough time understanding the difference between religion and religions, plural. Right. You know, so it's it's about... You know, religions as we know them are the, you know, organized institutions formed by and tied together by belief in their teachings and views. And that's, you know, I'm not, this isn't like a, this isn't a bashing on the actual uh, teachings, okay? But it's a, you know, religion itself is anything that, you know, may hold us back from forward progress and consciousness. And, uh, you know, some examples would be like, you know, the belief in authority or the belief in politicians or the monetary system, you know, or some, you know, some kind of savior or something. Those are all for, those are all forms of religion. Right. So it's, it's belief. That's right. Even the ideas of uh, scientism is a religion, even left brain ideas, you know, only science can give us the answers. Um, you know, Darwinism, it's a religion. Social Darwinism is a religion. Um, these political ideologies have become religions to people. Marxism, fascism, you know, these right. are all religions now. Well, uh, we, we, got, uh, we got about 15 minutes left. Um, I'm going to get into the word government as well. Um, this is a very, I mean, we could go on and on about religion, and we're going to definitely extrapolate on that topic uh, as we go on in the show. But let's talk about government for a second or for a few minutes. 
the word government. You know, let's talk about government and the word. It's also a very controversial word, which I believe was deliberately constructed to confuse us. And that's what government actually does. And especially when it comes to how the word is actually broken down. If we look deeply into, you know, the Latin roots, we'll find what's important to understand about that word. It's about, it's, it's divided down or broken down into two compounds, which are, you know, the first part is govern, which comes from the Latin verb uh, gubernare, which means simply to control. And gubernare is the infinitive form of the verb. The first person present tense is gubernor, or guber, oh, guberno, sorry. Guberno, which means govern. <laughs> there, is, there wasn't a there, which which uh, there wasn't a v in classical Latin, but it's important to understand that the letters b and v phonetically sound the same. You know, because when you say the word, when you say the letter b, it all like you know, I I have a lot a lot of friends who speak Spanish, which comes from Latin, and that's when they say the letter V, I'm thinking they're saying B. So it's important to understand where the letters come from or like when they evolved into the, you know, the letters that they are. So like I said, V, the letter V wasn't in classical Latin. So it's, yeah, so like I said, it's about understanding the phonetic sound of B and V and govern literally means to externally control, which is obviously in the effects of what government actually does. So the government controls what it controls the citizens. So now think of how that is. So how think of how it controls its citizens and how it gets its citizens to, you know, do what it wants you know, how it accomplishes that, you know, how government controls us, you know, the slave name citizen. So it's funny because people who argue this will go straight to the online dictionaries and find definitions and try to prove the whole word government isn't broken down into two parts and comes from the old French meaning control, direction, or administration. And that's it. You know, and and they're they're not really wrong though because, you know, it's just there's a there's a bit more to it than that because for one you can't just leave out the noun, the the noun forming suffix which is meant, m e n t, you know, what many people believe meant translates to is act of, result of, or quality of, and again there's more to it what really needs to be understood is the suffix ment is the latin noun mentis or mens meaning a condition of or a state of which also translates to mind so any word that ends in ment makes that word mean condition of or state of so that like you know for example argument 
or statement or containment or excitement. So it's basically, you know, the argument of the mind or the state of mind or containing the mind or, you know, to excite the mind. The mind is excited, you know, for excitement. But but first we have to understand the first hermetic principle, which is mentalism. And uh, we, we got into that on podcast 13. So I definitely recommend to go back and listen to that or, you know, read the Kybalion and you'll find it there. So basically the all is mind. The universe is meant all. So everything in creation that exists in the universe must by law, it would have first had to have existed in the mind Mind is the root of manifestation. So everything must flow from mind. The universe flows from the mind through creation itself. Everything that exists flows and generates from a mental condition first. So anything that has you know, been manifested had to first start in the mind. That means... Control started from the mind, and uh, and so that means that it was perpetuated through the control of mind. Yeah, I mean that that's absolutely true, <clears throat> and I think people really have a recalcitrant mindset towards um, understanding the definitions of words when it comes down to breaking them down. Even when you do bring in the definitive definitions, people still have a hard time because they don't want to admit that they were wrong and that they support um, mind control. You know, that if you are under government, if you are under government, then you are a support tour right. of mind control. So you're a supporter of mind control. So you are a support of that found or that roof that right. you're creating not the foundation but you are a support of that actual entity right um so mind control itself is what we're facing off against and government is a manifestation of our own internal illness uh, our diseased mind because it's the it's the idea of the belief in authority you know that men have the right to govern over other people in this world and uh, so it's a direct effect or uh, or condition of an emergence, emergent property of what's going on within our mind. And people need to understand that, you know, that condition of that state of can be changed. That right. we don't have to live that way, that we can change that. We don't have to have governments. We, we can live in a stateless society. Uh, the whole idea that government is necessary is the belief that evil is necessary. And it enshrines the entire idea that violence is acceptable as a virtue to rule a, 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 um, a populace, you right. know? You could also say that, you know, the word uh, government is the state of mind that leads to control or controlling the mind that leads to or manifest as a result of controlling the mind right and i mean what is mind control is it not a form of slavery right yeah it's a it, it's completely a form of slavery and um that's what we're seeing here you know peripherated peripher peripherated did i say that right Peril i think so Peril yeah <laughs> it's it's everywhere government is 
all over this world. Permeated, peripherated, peripherated, peripherated. I don't know, but yeah, you know, government, government is, (laughs) is everywhere, and you know, because that means mind control is everywhere. It's it's people not having control of their mind. You know, I I wanted to say that you know even, and I'm not saying like you don't have any control over your mind. I'm just saying that, you know, we are all indoctrinated from a very young age. And um, most of what we know, if we've never done any true research on our own, is there to get us to go in a certain direction, think a certain way, believe in a certain way, and basically believe that government is the only solution. Our Lord and Savior Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, I wanted to say, like, even in the Romanian dictionary, gubernare means sway. And from Greek, it's uh, kybernon, which means to pilot a ship. So government obviously isn't literally a pilot of a ship, right? So what does a pilot of a ship do, though? It steers... The ship controls the direction of where the ship goes, right? And what about the ship? You could look at that as the body being swayed or steered, like the body of the people. So it's metaphorically, um, the ship is the body of the people, and the pilot is the controllers or steerers of those people or of us people. And how how do you sway or steer a whole people? Well, either through mind control or physical violation or both. And that's exactly what government does. We can see this completely and logically if we are paying uh, honest and close attention, being honest with ourselves and, and you know, not, you know, be- believing that government is here to protect us. Absolutely. You know? So I like that I like that uh metaphor too. You know. Yeah. It, here's a, the other thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. The the think about the word this is what this is what blows my mind. Okay, so think think about like the first principle of mentalism or the yeah, the first hermetic principle which is mentalism. What did I say? Mental. Okay? Ment mental. All right. That's it's mind. Mental is mind. That's what it translates to. Mental means mind. Okay. So you think of the word govern mental. (laughs) It literally translates to control mind or mind control. And, And it's like, you know, you it's like what you think you think that meant doesn't have like any meaning to it when you think of the word government. You know, that's crazy to me to think like, okay, well, where does the word governmental comes from? It comes from government. Government is a, um, is a, you know, shorter form of uh, governmental. Absolutely. And I mean, even if you didn't have mint on that, do you still think it's legitimate to control the direction of other people? Exactly. You know, know, like somehow that makes the idea of control justified because it's not the mind. 
you know, though that's how it's done. Like, get over yourself and get over this bullshit right. and start to wake up because guess what? You don't have a right to control the way my life goes, you know? That's the whole idea is that it's a monopoly it's a monopoly over an individual's ability to discern the way they want their life to go especially when they're doing no harm. Exactly. You know and and if the, you know, a lot of people will say that it's all just semantics what we're saying here. And my answer to that is just, you're not paying attention. You're not doing the homework. I mean, go out and read. Like I have, I have a, you know, there are a few different books, but one of them is the, it's called English words from Latin and Greek elements. You know, it's all about compounds, about suffixes and prefixes and bases of, of words and how they're formulated. You can look at it for yourself, you know? I mean, just, just in that, just in the, you know, just to understand the language part of it, okay? Just to understand the technical side of the word, you know, let alone, you know, what the word actually manifests and expresses in our life. I mean, what, you know, when you understand how mind control works, then you, you, you definitely see that that government couldn't uh, be anything other than that you know and i know it's it's hard for you know it's hard to understand for those who haven't studied classical latin and i'm not saying i have in depth in depth but i definitely study and look into etymology and compound derivations of many words because it's really important to understand origins and uh you know the evolution of language yeah, well, it's also the origins of the ideas behind the language, you know. The language is there as a means of communicating the ideas. <clears throat> so we're trying to get to the root of the causality, which lies in the mind, and we're trying to deal with the corrupted, viral ideas that we have, and we're trying to get rid of those because those are what are causing us problems, you know. So I like the um, the John Locke quote he says that the natural liberty of man is to be free from any superior power or superpower uh, on earth and not to be under the will or legislative authority of man but only to have the law of nature for his rule mm. and that's what we're talking about yep. here you know the only thing that has rightful rulership in this world is truth and natural law that's right. it Right. You know, no man has any rightful ownership or rulership over another sentient beings. You know, uh, yeah, they own their property. They own their their own car or they own their body. They own their tablet, whatever it might be. Right. But you do not have the right to rule over me or any other being here. And that's innate, you know, and we need to really get with that because right. we're a species who who enshrines the idea of slavery. I mean, we really do. We we beg for it, you know, which is right. really sad and absurd. But, you know, what I think Voltaire said, those who can convince you of absurdities can make you commit atrocities. Something atrocities, like so, yeah. Make you yes. commit atrocities for sure. Uh, 
That's right. And it is an atrocity, you know, to believe in this ideology. So you don't have the right to believe in slavery. Right. Can you believe in it? Yeah, you can. Yeah. But do you have the right to believe in that? Like, is it an actual right? Well, since the action that creates slavery starts in the mind, then no, you don't. Yeah, you can think about it, you know, but what I mean by belief is a solidified concept that you are going to behave off of, you know, an axiomatic idea that you're going to behave from, right? Since I believe this way, I'm going to behave off of the way I believe. You don't have the right to behave that way, so you don't have the right to believe that way either. Right. You know, yeah, and it's like, Authority is basically an illusion based in a diseased psyche, you know, and that's that's based in the dogma that, you know, some people are masters who have the right to command others, you know, that other that the you know, that those others are slaves who have the moral obligation to obey their master. And, uh, you know, that's really it's really disturbing that people uh, believe in that illusion. Absolutely, man. It's, it's deplorable, but that's what we're doing. You know, that's why we're here to make great change through positive thinking and through, um, uh, applying that positive thinking into positive action. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, I wanted to say one more thing about the word government because, you know, it's, it's obfuscated. It's, um, you know, like, for instance, you know, you would think that the ruling class wouldn't want a term like government to be propagated negatively. But the truth is, we have to understand that the ruling class plays everything, including language, very close to the chest. And, uh, you know, they've proven that many, many times and they will, you know, they continue to do so and they'll confuse words to cause division and, uh, you know, confusion to maintain a power differential. You know, it's all about a, you know, it's all about control and mind control, essentially. So, absolutely. Is, is there anything else you wanted to add before we get off here? Nope. I'm, I'm good on that. We can continue uh, with this discussion on the next episode. Awesome. Well, we uh, just went over the hour a little bit, and that's okay. But that's all the time we have today, guys. So thanks for tuning in and giving this information your time and attention. You can find more of our work here at cubbyhole.com. That's C-U-B-B-Y-W-H-O-L-E.com. And there you'll find news updates, videos, and much more, uh, including um, the Seed Conference that will be coming up next year in 2021 um, in May. So definitely stay tuned for that. We hope, you, we hope you have found value here today, and please tune in to the next show where we go further into natural law and expand on the topics we just touched on today. So uh, that might be just me or it might be just Brandon. Um, not sure yet. So it really, it's really important to watch these natural, laws, uh, natural law shows in order uh, and, and not miss any shows so that way you get the full picture and have a better understanding so that being said thank you for being on today brandon and uh, thank you all for listening have a great day